Hey everyone, what's going on? I'm Mike Fancher and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, I am so stoked for this episode because I want to talk to you guys about a study that uh, recently came out earlier this month um, that, of course, is no surprise, has to do with uh, exercise and its different effects on the body. Um, but, you know, in my world, I've always talked about exercise obviously benefiting your health and benefiting your strength, but specifically benefiting uh, your mind, hence the whole, the, the world of MindFit. Uh, when I first created MindFit, it was all about using exercise to enhance neurological function for kids so that they could learn better, uh, so that they could be more innovative, more creative, um, better problem solvers. And, you know, as time goes on, I'm diving more and more into the world of really uh, focusing on how exercise can improve our productivity. It doesn't matter whether you're an adult or your child, you know, how it can improve your productivity, your focus, your mindset, uh, your ability to actually get things done, to move forward to your in your goals. Um, you know, we face challenges today, especially because of technology that we've never had to face before. And it's literally like, you know, we're being told in order to be successful, you have to do all these things, but just keep listening to what those things are and don't actually do them. And it's just like this hamster wheel that we get on. Um, but between COVID, between technology, between all the struggles and the stressors that we face today, um, one of the most fragile areas in our health for, you know, for adults, for kids, it doesn't matter. Um, all revolves around mental health today. And, this study that just came out uh, is unbelievable, and you know, number one, it's very, it's it's what I've been talking about for so long in the world of learning and in the world of um, focus and productivity. But now you're getting into a medical side of this. And before I go any further, I want to want to be very clear in saying I am not a clinician. I am not a medical practitioner. Um, I have utilized MindFit to help either, you know, people just learn better to help be more productive, or I've worked with many kids throughout the years that did have ADD or ADHD, um, were on the autism spectrum, different worlds, and the MindFit method worked so well for them. But this article, this study that just came out, uh, which is huge, um, dives into how exercise should really be the first choice in treating depression. So the giant question is this, how do we as parents, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, coaches, how do we prepare our kids for a future that doesn't yet exist? All while making them healthier, more creative, more innovative, better problem solvers, and overall successful contributors to society. That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Coach Mike, and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so as we dive right into this, uh, this uh, this article was actually published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, um, and the study itself uh, was done and at the University of South Australia. That's where the researchers really dove into this. What was amazing about this study is that it was the most comprehensive review of research to date. That shows that mild to moderate symptoms of depression, anxiety, and uh, psychological distress can be alleviated with physical activity. 
And according to their investigation, exercise is a full 1.5 times more effective than both counseling and top medications and top prescriptions. And the study found that really 12-week or shorter exercise interventions reduced the mental health symptoms the most. Um, Now, it's not to say that, let me dive right into this right now. It's not to say that counseling and medications are not effective. What this study found is that exercise itself is 1.5 times more effective, um, which is incredible, incredible. And importantly, it shows that it doesn't take a lot of exercise to make a positive change to your mental health. We're not talking about hours and hours and hours of exercise each day. We're talking um, limited bouts of exercise across a wide uh, different spectrum of types of exercise. So it's not just running. It's not just strength training. It's not just uh, Pilates or yoga. All of them had an effect. And, you know, just to dive into how big this is, mental health disorders are a leading cause of health problems around the world. It doesn't matter what part of the planet that you live on. Um, it's very, it's a very costly um, thing, not just in the treatment of mental health, but also in how it's costing people their time, their lives, their stress, maybe be years of their life while they're battling through it. Um, and for society as a whole, mental health affects about one in eight. Uh, poor mental health affects about one in eight people, and that was back in 2019. Um, but more recent studies are showing that one in five people experience very high levels of psychological distress during middle age. Um, and the head researcher Ben Singh really showed that you know physical activity is known to improve mental health. Yet, despite the evidence, it's not adopted as a first choice treatment. And in working in the healthcare industry as long as I have, we've watched now how we're moving away from a prescription-based society. So even if we talk about pain, um, you know, the uh, opioid epidemic that we have going on in this country really originated, number one, for the fact that our tolerance to pain has decreased so much, especially because of things like technology. But in addition to that, our way of treating it um, is, is instantly, we're looking for some type of instant gratification when it comes to pain. Um, if you go to the hospital, that's one of the first questions when someone walks in the room is going to ask you to say, how are you feeling today? What is your pain level? There are boards on the walls in the hospital rooms that hey say, hey, rate your pain between one and 10. Everything is about pain. And now as we dive into the world of mental health, what we're showing is that this, you know, whether it's depression, it's anxiety, or it's other um, psychological distress, you're going to benefit just as much and even more from physical activity than you would from psychotherapy or pharmaceutical treatment. Now, there have been individual studies that have looked at a, at a wide assortment of physical activity types, their intensities, the populations, the subgroups, comparison groups, really to try to decide you know what is best. But this study was different. They took what's called an umbrella review approach, which really was to evaluate um, what kinds of physical activity affect depression, anxiety, uh, psychological distress in adults. And an umbrella review really examines a collection of reviews. It's looking at all different studies that have been done to be able to provide an overall picture of what the existing research says about the topic. 
Um, it essentially, you know, it provides like an umbrella coverage of all of the evidence that has currently been placed forward in the scientific world today. Um, now, this research team extracted uh, studies for everything uh, published prior to 2022 from uh, many different databases. And in the end, they wound up review uh, analyzing 97 reviews. It included over a thousand trials and it had more than 125,000 participants. So you're talking a very, very, very large study. This isn't, you know, you're, test, you're testing 100 people to see if they have it. You're talking 125,000 plus participants that really were looked at um, overall. And when they compared the effect of exercise to those of usual care across all the populations, exercise improved the symptoms of depression, anxiety, and psychological stress 1.5 times better than talk therapy or medicine. That is unbelievable. And interestingly enough, they also found that um, all types of physical activity and exercise were beneficial. That includes aerobic exercise, walking, running, resistance training, Pilates, yoga, everything had a positive impact. Now, some exercises, though, it showed seemed to help in different ways. So resistance training helped the most with depression. Yet um, yoga, Pilates, those types of things seem to help more with reducing anxiety. Um, higher intensity exercise definitely had greater improvements for both depression and anxiety. Um, long durations had not as great effects as compared to the short and mid-duration bursts. And what I loved about that was that now you're talking about that MindFit method timeframe of going into the eight minutes to the 14 minutes, staying at a high intensity level, getting it done, boosting those neurofactors, boosting the neurotransmitters and neuromodulators. So yes, you're enhancing your BDNF from a learning standpoint, brain-derived neurotropic factor, but you're also having a positive impact on your GABA, your dopamine, your serotonin, everything that really contributes to a balanced uh, mental health situation in your brain. Exercise has a positive impact on all of that. Now, almost every country in the world today it has populations that are more and more likely to have higher symptoms of depression, anxiety, and specifically lower levels of physical activity. And this is so, I mean, literally we're tipping the scale. So as our, if you put activity and exercise on one side of the scale and you put uh, levels of depression and anxiety and stress on the other side of the scale, as you do more exercise, you are going to have much less of those symptoms of uh, of mental with in regards to mental health. If you do less exercise, which is that's the world we are living in today, and we've gotten to a point where we're celebrating it. And I'm not going to get into the whole masculine world versus non-masculine world, but at the same time, if you look at what we're celebrating today, like we talk about, I, I see stuff all the time about the dad bod, right? A dad bod, for the most part, means that that person is not doing the exercise that the person needs to do. So they've developed a body type or a body shape because of that. And we've, become to, we've come to celebrate that. We have situations where people are, you know, unfortunately, the food that we eat today, so much of it is processed, so much of it is chemicals, and so much is of it is so calorically dense that we have to eat very little in order to get a ton of calories 
out of just a couple of Oreos or out of a cinnamon bun. People don't realize one cinnamon bun has over a thousand calories in it, one cinnamon bun, and you eat it and you feel like you could eat more. Um, so we're constantly in this world where the cards are totally stacked against us at this point. We are less uh, active than ever. Um, although fitness and wellness is like more in focus than it ever has been, there's a difference between learning about it and focusing about it and talking about it and actually doing it. And so many people, they want to do it, but they're waiting for that perfect time to, to arise. They're waiting for the stars to align. They're waiting for the perfect program that's going to have the most results for them instead of just saying, I'm going to be consistent every day. I may have a workout that's eight minutes. I may have a workout that's an hour, but I'm going to be as consistent as possible. I'm going to get outside. I'm going to walk. I'm going to do everything I need to do to try to make sure that I am positively impacting both the my brain and my body through some type of activity and some type of exercise. Now, there are other studies being done today that are not necessarily related to exercise and mental health, but that are equally as important. And that is the amount of leisure time that has increased over the years. And it was specifically, a lot of the studies I've seen were specific to young men. But we're to a point now where our leisure time each day, meaning time that we're spent doing nothing productive, and I'm not talking sleeping, I'm just talking nothing productive, which means you're watching TV, you're streaming, you're on apps, you're on video games, uh, whatever it is, has increased at this point to seven hours a day. And they think that by 2030, it could be as high as eight, nine, 10 hours a day. So we're not working as hard as what we used to before. Yet, people feel like they have no time, specifically have no time to exercise. They feel like, they're unhappy, they're stressed, um, they're, they're overworked in their minds, but at the same time, their leisure time has increased through the roof. But that leisure time is not being used to be active, to put the work in and to actually get your exercise done. So essentially, we are using that leisure time to be more sedentary. And where that's causing a problem is in our mental health because we are just not as active as we used to be. So the biggest takeaway from this primary study that really tied the effects of exercise to reducing the symptoms of depression and anxiety and stress, the biggest takeaway, guys, is that you have to do it. Don't read about it. Don't listen about it. Don't try to figure out, don't overthink what you need to do in order to start feeling better about yourself or to start feeling better about your health or to actually start improving your health. You just need to do it. You need to get out there. You need to walk every day. Um, you know, we should be trying to hit that 6,000 to 10,000 steps every single day. Um, you should try to do it in the sunlight. It has such a positive effect on your mental health, just being especially in morning sun. Um, it has to do with the light rays actually coming in through the eye and going directly into the brain. It is so beneficial. Um, and we have to do that time. We have to put our bodies under that physical exertion type stress through exercise. It is not only having a positive effect on your body, but it absolutely is having a positive effect on your mind to the point that that positive effect is greater than the positive effect of any um, major pill or prescription that is being used for depression, anxiety, and uh, stress. Think about that for a minute. It truly, that makes exercise the most effective wonder drug 
of anything that we have ever created. We haven't been able to create something that is better than exercise. If you look at all the prescriptions that are out there, none of them are as good as exercise is because exercise is 1.5 times better at treating those symptoms. Guys, thank you for taking some time to listen to the MindFit Method podcast. I am so excited to announce the launch of our brand new website, mindfitusa.com. And I'm excited to announce the birth of Driven by MindFit. Driven is a motivational speaking event that you can bring to your school and your town. So again, go to mindfitusa.com to learn more. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time.